Hey everybody, it's I Wood sitting next to Keith. Would you look over at the stills there? It looks like a cathedral. It, it looks does. like the organs in a cathedral in Transylvania or something. It's beautiful. This is so what you're saying. Who thinks I do no wrong? But sometimes, Lord, she just ain't always Here we is. I mean, I love all our masks off, but this one here, man, I... Damn. Behind hey, the scenes. Finally, behind the scenes. I'm like Denzel, right? right? They always ask Denzel, what's your, what's your favorite movie? He goes, my next one. Yeah. What's my favorite mask off? My next one. Right. All right. And did we talk about having a mask off? Because we got a lot of emails we, last week. <laughs> we did, but people still emailed. But I it was at the end, so it was a little weird. Yeah, we didn't hit them up front, so they probably didn't realize it until the end, if they made it that to the last... Yeah, we said it in the last, like, 30, 45 seconds. All right, whatever the case. So, Wood, we got a mask off. Tell me what a mask off is, bro. Yeah, guys. So uh, if this is your first time joining us, and um, always when we have our mask off, uh, we get a lot of first-time listeners. And a mask off is basically when we bring in somebody, they do something better than we do it. Typically, we have no idea how they do it, but they we sit them down, we peel that mask off, we get to know a little bit more about them, um, we get to know more about what they do, and, and kind of learn the ins and outs. So um, without further ado... To our mask off guest, who, uh, what is your name? What is it, and what is it that you do? Good morning. My name is J.P. Bernier, and I'm the president and head distiller for Hammer Spring Distillers here in Salt Lake City. Bernier. Bernier. Does that have the little thing over the top? <laughs> is that a, French? Uh, it is. It's French Canadian, but it doesn't have the thing. Do you speak French? I do. Do you speak Canadian? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Eh? All right. <laughs> there you go. All right. When we have our mask off guests, we like to throw them a few random questions, warming them up. You know what I mean? You got it. Warming them up. We're going to warm you up right now. This is you cleaning glasses and stills and all that shit you do. Favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Gosh, it'd have to be uh, Beverly Hills Cop where he uh, starts out. <clears throat> he's singing uh, Roxanne with his headphones in. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's, uh, that's 48 hours. Oh, my bad. So 48 hours? Sure, yeah. That's all my... Right. Favorite Eddie Murphy scene might have been better. I didn't know what movie it was. All right, yeah, yeah there <laughs> we go. that works. Do you remember your childhood phone number? Yes. Do your parents still live there? No. All right, well, let's hit a phone number. Eight zero one four eight seven nine one one eight. When's the last time you dialed it? Nine one one eight. Wow, that's crazy. Last time I dialed that. You used to tell the girls, hey, yo, dial 911, you need JP. <laughs> Girl, you ever need me, dial 911. That was, last time I dialed that probably would have been 1989. All right. And oh, wow. your parents still live there? No, 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 they've moved away. Oh, so you had oh. dialed to just see what happened. Did anybody yeah. answer? No, that was the last time, like, when I lived there, that was the last okay. time I dialed that. I haven't right. tried hmm. it since. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably somebody else got it now. Yeah, that's probably true. Have you ever bowled a perfect game? No. All right. That's <laughs> simple enough. Neither have I. <laughs> and my last one, have you ever been to any of the seven natural wonders of the world? Any of them? I've been to the Roman Coliseum. Is that one of them? Oh, the natural ones. Natural. Oh, let's see. Grand Canyon. I, I like that little humble brag, though. I've been to Rome. <laughs> you cocksucker. I've been to Rome. <laughs> is it, isn't Niagara Falls on there? Isn't that one of them? I don't believe it is. I, oh. I think it's the it Grand Canyon. Be. Yeah, it should be. I think beautiful. Victoria Falls beat it, though. Victoria yeah, Falls okay, is on there yeah. in, in Africa. You've been to Grand Canyon? Yeah, I've been to Grand All right, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. That right. works. Yeah, I hiked and, it, and then we flew out in a helicopter, so that's kind of cool. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Nice. And then uh, lastly, which era do you wish you were born in? Hmm. Which era? 
I kind of like this one. Okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> For the record, that is acceptable. That's can, a capitalist right there. He's like, I'm doing pretty good. Can, can, we, pick, can we pick future eras? I don't have, I'd, like to, I'd like to try again, maybe. You don't have to smuggle any moonshine anywhere. You can, you can just work out of your own place here. All right, man. And um, our guest, our mask off guest, always introduces his snaggles. And this is going to be the first time. The closest we ever had was we had Diego when he came in there and got us fucked up. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the fuck. What, quiet storm? Quiet storm and then uh, the thunderstorm. Yeah, I think well, was the whatever. Other. I don't yeah. want to see either of those again. <laughs> All right. They were good. Right, and that was the problem. Just like this is good. Very. So our snaggles is what today? So uh, my understanding of what your snaggle is is like kind of what we do, what we sell, right? Like our products. So yeah, hook it up, baby. Yeah, what so, you been feeding us? What yeah, you been so, giving us? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a great opportunity to do a tasting a little earlier and uh, with the Hammerspring products. And uh, we've got some really unique stuff here. And uh, would you want to just go down the list? Go or? down yeah, the list. Let's what do you it. Fed let's do it. Yeah, you bet. So let's talk about the one that's probably the most unique, and that's our potato vodka. Mm. Hammerspring distillers, Ooh. we're the only distillery in Utah that distills vodka from potatoes. When I was starting this project and I was like, well, doesn't all potato come or all vodka come from potatoes? Mm -hmm. I thought that was the thing. I didn't know it came from anything else. Mm -hmm. Learned out later on that that was not the case. Mostly in North America, it comes from grains and sugar and wheat and corn, that kind of stuff. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, until you told us that today, I I was under the same impression. In fact, um, I would drink vodka mostly because I, I thought, well, I'm eating my vegetables. Yeah. You know, because I'm eating potatoes, <laughs> right? Essentially, but it's, it's now I learned group. that it's a grain, which I suppose. But this vodka tastes different because it's made straight from potatoes. Yeah, the only thing is just uh, potatoes, yeast, and water. That's all that goes into it. Uh, anyhow, so listen, uh, people, don't go try and make it in at your house. Okay, there's more to it. <laughs> there's a bit more to it, but it's a pretty simple recipe. Anyhow, so uh, when my wife and I we were starting to put the idea of a distillery together, and mm-hmm. we. we Went to distilleries all around North America as much as we could. Uh, the furthest one in away, Rome. It, well, we didn't get to a distillery <laughs> I'm, in Rome, I'm but just checking, we got right? to one in the Bahamas, though. Oh, that, was, that was pretty oh, cool. God, there you go. Yeah. Did a fucking kidney punch right there. I like that. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so uh, we came back and we're like, well, what are we going to make? We want to make whiskey, but it's going to take a while and we don't know how to do it. So we've still got to learn. So, what kind of clear spirits can we make to get us out the door to pay for the rent, pay the rent for, you know, for the first year or two while we're right. figuring out how to do whiskey? So we knew that uh, vodka didn't have to age, so we started looking into, you know, what does it take to make vodka? And where are we going to get our potatoes? And what is everybody else getting their potatoes from? So we met some of the local distillers, and we're like, well, what do you mean? You know, you, what do you use? Mm-hmm. We use wheat, or we use corn, or we use sugar. I'm like, what do you, you don't use potatoes? How do you make vodka if you don't have potatoes? Right. Anyways, so, so the, <laughs> the, the light is starting to come through the cracks here that nobody's making it from potatoes. And we thought, oh, my God, that's going to be our thing. We're going to be the only one. Mm-hmm. So attack said, mode. Yeah, you so, went to attack. Yeah. So we're like, well, let's look back through history and see who else has done it pre-prohibition post-prohibition nobody wow it's been that far it's nobody has ever commercially made potato vodka here in utah from you know distilling it um and that doesn't mean that you know people don't bring in you know other sourced potato vodka and sell that fine whatever but nobody's actually distilled it here so we were happy to be the first one okay and so that was our niche we're like we got to figure this out all right we're drinking hidden vodka distilled by hammer springs Distilleries? Am I, right? D- distillers. Distill- distillers. Distillers. All right. Your shit's starting to hit me. All right. We drank probably 20 <laughs> minutes ago. And as usual, our Snaggles is brought to you by... Tiger Claw Tattoo, guys. Hey, uh, we, we just spoke with uh, Shay this week. And they're right around the corner. They're opening it up pretty quick. Um, so <clears throat> give them a holler. Uh, see what you could do when you could schedule that appointment. Uh, they're right around the corner. They're going to be opening it up. 
They've been on, like everybody during this quarantine, they've, they've been hit hard. Uh, local company, check them out. You know where they're at. They're in Mill Creek. Um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll post them up like we always do. And uh, so after this quarantine, if you want to get the cue, you know. I was just going to say that because Twitter's talking about everybody with the Q, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, and now that's the Jamathan phrase, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. So it get is. a Q tattooed on your left ass cheek is what it is. Because <laughs> yeah. the right meant something different, right? It, it did, yeah. The, the uh-huh. right meant like you'd been to prison or some shit, right? right? yeah. So you got to yeah. put it on the left. Put it on so the left. Go see Tiger Claw Tattoo, guys. I'll hook you up with all those Q uh, tattoos and uh, go see them. All right. So here you are. You're, you're a distiller. All right. I'm a distiller. You go you go dark, you go light, you go syrup, you, you got all this shit. He's got this fucking pancake syrup, guys. That matter of fact, that's how I met you. You said, Do you want a pancake? I said, Yes, please. You go, <laughs> you need to put some of that on it. We and gotta it, put some context there. I mean it's not you didn't have a sleepover or anything. No. <laughs> yeah, I did make it I did make it sound like you. Hey mom, you got a new boyfriend? <laughs> we were at an event and he was at a booth right there and he gave me some pancake syrup that was infused with what? With bourbon. Wheat bourbon, oh my God, I love a good bourbon. Mm. Anyhow, all right. So you, you wake up one day. Now, obviously, how how long you been in business here? So April first was our second anniversary. Congratulations, oh, that's awesome. Why that April Fool's Day? We thought, you know, it's if it works, it's going to be great, and if it doesn't work, well, then it's jokes like on a, you, Jack. Jokes on us. That's, <laughs> right. that's exactly. Right. <laughs> that's the day Marvin Gaye died. I always think that when uh, I think April first. Yeah. Anyhow, what made you believe you could do this? Well, I hadn't been a small business owner for some time before, and we put a, a fair amount of research into this, mm-hmm. uh, And but really the key to it was starting small. We didn't have a lot of startup capital. We didn't want to have a big pool of investors, mm-hmm. um, so we thought, well, we'll just uh, buy a pump here and put it in the garage and a tank and a power outlet, and you know, pretty soon our garage was full. <laughs> we decided, well, God, now we, it's time. Yeah, my cars are getting snowed it, it, on. Right. Yeah. If we're going to do this, we got to do it now because we got all this shit that we got to take back if, you know, if we're not going to do right. it. So we found a space, and, you know, that's a little bit tricky. In Utah, we have this thing called the proximity rule. We got to be mm. a, a little bit of a ways away from public spaces, schools, parks, libraries, churches. The alcohol, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. to sell it anyway. Right. And, and, you know, like we talked about earlier, we, we, we manufacture, obviously, but we also wanted to sell it here. So this proximity rule came in. So we had to find mm. a place that qualified. And we spent about a year looking for something that we could afford that also met that rule. And, uh, wow. Let me, let me <clears> stop <throat> you right there. Meanwhile, were you working on your product? Were you doing it in the garage? You don't live by a school church or any other parks or anything like that. Let's just go there. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. But were you working on your product to try and uh, fine-tune it before you found a place? Or did you find a place and say... All right, I think I got it. Yeah, so there's a little bit of um, R&D that we did, but we're really constrained on the distilling end. You can't do that if you don't have a license, and there's a lot of hoops Mm. you have to go through. But there is some stuff that we could do. So, for example, uh, we started messing around with our gin recipe. We'd go to, you know, the liquor store, and we'd buy a bottle of vodka. And Mm -hmm. we'd go to Whole Foods, and we'd buy some botanicals, and we'd start infusing these to decide what do we want in the gin, what do we not want in the gin, what kind of profile do we like what kind of profile do we not like so we came up with like probably like 30 different versions of our gin that we made at home you know so the alcohol's already been taxed mm-hmm, so we're not mm-hmm. breaking any laws with that right, we're not right. distilling it we're just soaking herbs in vodka and making gin that way make it a little different yeah, yeah. and then with the coffee liqueur it was the same thing oh, that our, stuff is fantastic 
The Fantastic. Co- the coffee liqueur is on a vodka base. So again, we just buy pre-made vodka and we started messing around with well, how long do the beans need to soak or do we grind it up or do we make brewed coffee or like what's the thing that's going to make it go. And right. So initially we started with brewed coffee and we were like, oh, hell no, we're getting the grinds out of this is terrible. So. And you yeah. did this with your wife. Yeah, yeah. We so, just, it was like a Sunday morning, you know, kitchen <laughs> project. I, I was just going to say, how drunk were you guys on the weekends? Because you got to taste this shit, right? All the you way. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, it all tastes good. So then you have to start over. That's a deep. That's, yeah. yeah. that's a real occupational hazard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you know my non-drinking friends. They you know they always like JP. You know, stay sober. Don't don't become an alcoholic. Well, don't get high on your own supply. There's no way I could run this business if I was drunk all the time. It's just too hard. There's right. too yeah. much to it. So yeah. there's a lot of discipline there. Well, I'm looking at all these machines here to to my to my right, and if I was drunk, I, I'm I'm. I wouldn't even say I'm all the way drunk right now, and it still looks intimidating. <laughs> to go at this drunk, it would just look like, I don't know, a cathedral. What? I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be praying to something in here. <laughs> you know? Hopefully Instead not, of the porcelain. Not the toilet <laughs> right. <laughs> and none of his shit, no, no, none of the Hammond Stills distilleries comes in a plastic bottle. This is top shelf shit, guys. Yeah. This, yep. this is some good shit here. Again, we sampled that. Talk to... Let's talk about the habanero. How the hell did you come oh, up with that yeah, shit that's right there, good. man? Well, the habanero, that was, it was kind of fell over backwards into that on accident. Yeah, so, that's okay. Yeah, right? So we made a batch of potato vodka, and we ran out of bottles. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a problem with, I don't know, with us anyways, because we're so small. We don't have a lot of storage. So anyways, we had about five gallons of this potato vodka left. Mm. Like, what are we going to do with it? We could save it, push it forward to the next batch, or let's make some infusion with something else. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what's everybody doing? Well, there's everybody makes a peach vodka, and everybody makes a cinnamon right. whiskey, and everybody makes a, you know, a all these other things. There's a whip. Yeah, yeah, Wood knows all those sure. sissy vodkas. There was <laughs> no sissy vodkas whipped, on your shelf. Whipped cream, yeah. whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So we thought, well, we got, nobody's making anything special spicy right now yeah. I mean, so we looked maybe there is i don't know we couldn't find it we looked around so uh no there's not yeah i would know so uh <laughs> so we went to the restaurant supply store why well, I, I say we i sent my friend to the restaurant supply store and i said get us some habaneros and she calls me from there she's like how many do you want and i'm like well i don't know what do they sell she's like they've got a 10 pound flat and i'm like that's wow. it that's it well, buy the whole thing then, and we'll, okay. so she brings it wow. back. And ten pounds of habaneros is a lot of habaneros. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. we've only we've got five <laughs> gallons of vodka. That's all we got. And so we're trying to figure out. You know, we've never done this. You know, habanero. So you're thing trying before. to get that ratio right. Yeah, we like, had how many ten pounds of this to that? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, we had no idea where to start. So we're like, you know, damn the torpedoes. Let's just put them all in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so. uh I don't know if you can see on the bottom shelf down there, there's that uh, carboy that has what looks like whiskeys in it. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, what I yeah. thought it was. So that's the habanero extract that we made. Oh, oh that's really hot. It's really hot. So what you guys <laughs> tasted, that was actually cut down with vodka 12 to 1. Oh, wow. So that's, tw- that's 12 times hotter than the stuff you guys Ooh. sampled. So as it turns Ooh. out, 10 pounds was way more than we needed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn that by please, evening in the bathroom? Please. It was. Did you put 10 pounds into five gallons? 10 pounds into five gallons. Oh, damn. Yeah. If 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 that's a twelfth of what we try, holy, that's a lot. Yeah. So kids listening at home, don't, don't. <laughs> hey, that's you, too much. Toilet paper shortage before it was cool, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, 
damn, that's a lot. That's that's a lot of hot there. So so you guys uh, trial and error then with mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, it's kind of how this industry has been for me. Uh, there's, you know, it wasn't like a rule book out there. Um, right. You know, in a lot of stuff, it's like there's some general scientific principles mm-hmm. to making alcohol, but when it gets into the specifics, nobody's going to give you their, you know, right. And everyone's going to keep that tucked away. They're going to keep pocket, that tucked yeah. away, right? And, and, as they should. Sure. As yeah, they yeah, should. Yeah, because yeah, that's absolutely. A, so uh, with that, and this is perfect. What makes yours different? Than, than others. Well, the potato vodka, like we said, that's the only mm-hmm. one here. So that sets that aside. Perfect. Like, so, the, 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 hey, uh, hey, hang uh, on. I need to praise the potato for a minute, okay? <laughs> All right, this is like the Irish potato famine that right here. That is one of my favorite really foods. You, it, a potato? Can you think of a potato that you don't like? Baked, fried, French fries. Yeah, I don't, there's not a potato I don't you're like. You're welcome. Anyhow, he, he's fucking me up. It was <laughs> so... You could drink it straight. What did I say to mm-hmm. you? The only thing this is... only For me, I just want it colder. Like, And that's not on you. That's right. on me and my refrigeration, yeah. right? <laughs> you put that bitch in a freezer. I don't know. Five, six hours, right? You take that bitch out. You drink mm-hmm. it straight because, you know, you go into the garage. Oh, I'm going to... <laughs> Feed the dogs, honey. I'll be back in <laughs> four hours. Bitch. You put it back in the freezer. Oh, I'm going to feed the dogs again. You know, it was delicious, man. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it was so smooth. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the potatoes or what that is. Delicious. I don't know where I was going with that. Where was I going? I don't know, but uh, you were talking. You wanted to praise the potato. Oh, that's and what I, I wanted said, to do. There isn't a potato that you've consumed yeah, that right. you don't yeah. like. But yeah. you were talking about. The reasoning behind it. Yeah, so uh, potatoes, they have a little bit different mouthfeel. There's some different chemistry in a potato than there is with other grains. So when you right. distill it, you get a different experience. So vodka, by the federal definition, federal definition says, it's got to be a spirit that's odorless. It's tasteless. It's basically characterless. It's empty. That's why you drink it at work, right? <laughs> that's why you put it in your Coke. So I thought, well, how stupid is that? We're going to go through all this effort, and we're going to make something that tastes just like everybody else's? No way. Okay. So we left a little bit of character in ours. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a natural sweetness to it, and mm-hmm. it's, yes. got a, it's got and a... And you can tell. A really you nice. Tell. Here's a big word. Here's a, it has some lubricity, right? It makes oh. a little... little, oh, little, little I, I know what that means. You, you got, yeah, you're <laughs> up with the lubricity. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you get more of a, you know, with a, a, a grain, like a corn vodka, mm-hmm. or your, um, you know, some of your, uh, you know... Um, Hmm, not naming names, uh, your mainstream vodka. That's what we're going for. Okay. It has kind of an astringency to it. Some people, it's like a hairspray vodka. Or it's a real tip mm. of your tongue, front of your right. mouth, yeah, burn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the potato it was vodka. like punishment for drinking vodka. Sure. Some yeah, of it was. Right, right. Yeah. That's why people hide it in their cocktail. They're like, I don't want to taste it, so <laughs> right, I'm going right. to put you know cranberry juice and 7-Up mm-hmm. or whatever in there. So the potato vodka has a real, um, more of a back-of-the-throat late burn to it. So uh, that smoothness that you talk about, it doesn't light your tongue up right away. It's something no. that you can yeah. enjoy it neat or a little bit of ice, or you can make a really nice cocktail with it. It wasn't obtrusive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, like <clears> you said... Prohibition, they were making that shitty whatever, bathtub vodka. Yeah. And the reason you started having mixed drinks is because it tasted it tasted so they were trying to drown out the taste. Right. Yeah. And so here you are going back to the nexus of the product and making the product good without adding, you know, a, the other a, shit. a, a Coke or a Pepsi right, right. or a Sprite. You can drink your vodka straight. Yeah, you can. Without question, it's man. My favorite way. And, you know, some other vodka manufacturers, they put other stuff in it. They'll sweeten it up with some sugar. They'll put some glycerin or something in it to make, mm. you know, to kind of simulate right. those mouthfeels. But we were able to hit that just without any additional stuff. Because of the potato. Because you went straight potato. Like, you went with the potatoes instead of the grains because with the grains, and then yeah. you got to add the other shit. The potato is yeah. a natural thing. That's- I'd like to think there's a little bit of art to it as well. Well, yeah, I'm not. we're not going to give away any of your trade secrets here or anything <laughs> like that. But that it is good. And... Uh, I, I do like vodka, but I typically mix it with something. Uh, people are very well aware on this podcast that I do a lot of mixed drinks. 
Usually if it's got an umbrella in it, that's my thing. Um, but this vodka was fantastic. Wood was asking earlier as we were driving up here, when you're going to start making wine coolers? Are you going to bring those back? <laughs> That's what he wants, man. How were you, JP, when you had your first... I know you're not going to make wine coolers. You better not, right? <laughs> I was how, not. How, how were you when you had your first drink? I'm going to have to guess on the age, but I can give you a range, but it has a pretty good story that goes with it. Let's I'm, have it. I'm going to say like... Nine, nine or ten. Oh, mm. damn! So, so you my, beat my ass. That's, that's when Dad <laughs> so, has the beer on the stage. Like, go and try. You're gonna hate it. No, 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 no. We just, had a, we okay, had a, just me. We had, a, we had a wet bar downstairs. Right, this is in the the late seventies, and uh, you know, I'd always you know my parents would have parties and mm-hmm. friends would come over and drink yes. and the whole thing. And yes. they, you know, they never really were specific about you know stay out of this. This is for the grown ups or anything. But you know, you, so you would dump in ashtrays is what you were doing. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I remember those so, days myself. <laughs> so you know, you see on a movie where people you. You know, Cowboys particularly was like my thing. I loved Western movies. You know, they'd just grab the bottle and take a hit right out of it. Right, yeah. yeah. So I'm home one day by myself in the basement fucking around, right? Like nine-year-olds do. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm looking up at the bar. And so I'm like, well, let's give this a try. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled down a bottle of vodka and off comes the cork and just took a big old shot oh. just right down. And I didn't drink. So you asked me when the first time I took my... <laughs> first drink was the question is the next time when was the next time and it was a long time (laughs) it's funny because the the story i tell you about my dad having his beer out and i that was me i I don't know i was 10 11 ish you're gonna hate it so i do same thing i pick it up because i saw him drink it all the time i thought it was great he likes it i'm surely going to love it did the same thing and spit it out immediately, and then it was years. And even to this day, I have a hard time drinking beer. But you're a shitty day. You spit it out. Yeah, you did. You, you got a oh, shitty oh. interval. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go the other way. I remember being, I don't know, eight, nine, seven, somewhere in there, and opening up the cabinet and seeing vanilla. And I'm thinking, oh, that tastes like vanilla. It's gonna be delicious. <laughs> it's gonna be delicious. So I chugged the fucking vanilla. Which later on I learned had alcohol in it, and I swallowed it, and I was fucked up, man. Oof. Sick, drunk, whatever the hell. No, I've never used vanilla as a fucking spice my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> bad memories. Yeah, bad, horrible memories, man. <laughs> so later on in life, it was probably uh, like coming up on 30 somewhere, late 20s, 30s. I was having a real rough time with a with a. Well, I was married at the time, but the divorce was coming. Oh, right? welcome to the club! <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Best movie you ever made, right? And so, <laughs> what's, what, so Keith has advice for that. What what is your what is your marriage? Get your for? first divorce out the way early. <laughs> Don't be like my dumbass and stay in it for a while. Get it done. So the, all these people, you know, we live in a state where people get married at fucking I don't know fourteen, 18? right? Yeah, yeah. right. Get that. Yeah, go get married. You want to get married as a sophomore in high school? Knock it out. Get that shit out the way. Yeah. That's my advice. Well, I got a wonderful daughter out of that one. No, no, I'm not. Right. Never on the kids, so, on the asshole. So back to the... <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. So maybe back, don't listen. Back to, All the, right. back to the drinking stories. <laughs> so, so, like, up to this point, never was a really big thing for me to drink. Didn't drink our hard alcohol. Rarely had a beer anyway. So mother-in-law is in town from out of state where she lives. And uh, I'm drinking uh, Heineken in the living room. And she looks mm-hmm. at me, she's like, when did you start drinking? Yeah, when did you hang out with the brothers? And I'm like, <laughs> I had just really had to bite my tongue because I'm like, it was about a year into my marriage is when I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> All right. You got some, uh, I, I think I alluded to it earlier, the uh, the pancakes. The pancakes. You make those little sample pancakes, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about you making the pancakes. And the, how'd you come up with the what is vodka infused syrup? It's bourbon infused. It's bourbon, bourbon infused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark and dark. That makes sense. Hmm. What? Who? Tell me the story behind that. I've never heard of that. Sure. 
I love that. You ever heard of Burning Man? Burning Man. You, yeah. The hippies, the dirty feet hippies <laughs> go down there and set shit on fire. You went to Burning Man, right? Is that what you're going to tell me? <laughs> so, so I didn't just go, but I was, uh, I participated on the, the festival from the medical side. So I'd been a, I'm a retired paramedic also. And so uh, I would oh. do that at Burning Man. That was my thing. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, so there's a local version of that here uh, in Utah. It's called Element 11. Uh, great festival. It's like a mini Burning Man. Where's it at? Mm, it's moved around a little bit. Um, I think they're not going to have it this year. It's been in Grantsville, uh, oh. out in Tooele County, and it's also been in Box Elder County. Okay. Kind of by the Never border. heard of it. You heard of it? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, anyway, when I first started, they uh, needed some help with uh, having a first aid tent there. Okay. And uh, it's a hard job by yourself. So, you know, as the years went by, we tried to recruit volunteers to come help us out with that. You know, pick up the people after they fell down and broke themselves. <laughs> they and, get abandoned by their friends. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. So anyways, so to solicit people to come be volunteers, we'd have this pancake breakfast in the morning, Saturday morning, okay. out there at the festival. It's like a week-long thing, right? Right. So uh, we do this pancake breakfast and nobody shows up. Well, I know people didn't want to get up early on you know Saturday morning to come have pancakes with the medical crew because a bunch of nerd herd, you know? <laughs> so, so we're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to entice people to come? We're like, let's put whiskey in the oh, syrup. And that worked. <laughs> we got, yes. We got a better turnout. And uh, yeah. so, uh, you, you know, the lines at that point. So, uh, you know, the next year we did it again and again and again. I was in this for about 10 years. Were you in charge of the mixing, the, the ratio to the alcohol? Yeah. Oh, so that planted a seed for you for years later when you started this. Well, what actually happened is people started asking, when are you going to start selling this? Why do we have to wait until, you know, the festival to get this? And so, uh-huh. when, so when we started up here, we're like, well, this is definitely going to be one of our products. So yeah. let's start yeah. doing yeah. this. That is fucking awesome. The shit is, give me, give me, the, give me the brand name of it. What, what is it called? JP's World Famous Whiskey Pancake Syrup. Fucking famous. famous. Yes. It's been to Rome. Yeah, it's been to the Bahamas. Yep. All right. Yeah. It's it is Canadian and French, so it's all over the fucking world. <laughs> well, then it's been to Burning Man, and the whole world comes to Burning Man. That so is true. World. Yeah. And, and I would say, if anything, that's exactly where it comes from because Burning Man people, you don't even know where the hell people come from. That all of a sudden people show up to that shit. Yep. So what kind of shit did you see at Burning Man? I'd tell you, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> I, I can only imagine those those hippie girls out there tripping on, mm. on ecstasy and LSD. They you probably ever, get stuck. You've ever, you ever heard the saying, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Yeah. They stole that from Burning Man. Literally. <laughs> yes, literally. Because that, there's some shit uh, that goes on there, man. Yeah. All right. Why overall? So your bottle's out there. You, you got the barrel-infused, was it gin or vodka? The, the one that sits in a barrel for... Oh, the barrel finish. Gin. That, that, that's the gin. Yeah. That's the yeah. gin. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bourbon goes into the, uh, into the pancake syrup. Do you, do you just sell a bourbon? We're making one right now. So the, a lot of people ask us this. They're like, how are you making this whiskey pancake syrup if you don't have your own bourbon? And full disclosure, we're, we're buying a, a sourced bourbon for okay. now until mm-hmm. ours is ready. When ours is ready, then we'll put our own in there. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah, but okay. for now, uh, it's just uh, an, uh, from Indiana, a uh, sourced bourbon. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. By the by, the truckload, I would assume. By the you, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, still by the barrel, but yeah. That that, that uh, and and like you said, and <clears throat> you do you sell right here. Um, you, you don't have to go to a store or go to uh, anyway. You can you can come right here to the shop and you can buy it. Right? That's right. Yeah. Um, it, just I, I know it's early, and I know, but I know we've got some people interested that listen. So, where are you exactly, so people could come in and grab uh, some bottles of your stuff? Yeah. So our address is thirty six ninety seven West, 
1987 South. Mm -hmm. This is just off the frontage road on the north side of the 201 freeway. You take the 3200 West exit, and we're just a little past Subway. And you're in this industrial area, so don't, mm -hmm. don't be discouraged by all the trucks coming in and out of here. Get to the address, come down, buy yourself uh, bottles, because it's good, and all of them. Um, I'm going to go back to the habanero. I know we talked about it. it's hot. You got uh, a whole bunch of more hot stuff back there. But um, for someone listening, and, and me, I'm glad you mentioned it to me when I tasted it. But what, what, do you, what can you do with that? Because it does have some, it has some bite to it. Right. We designed it intentionally to be a flavoring. We didn't want to make it the base spirit. Um, we already had two vodkas, so we didn't mm -hmm. need a third one. So we wanted to make something to... Two delicious vodkas. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So... Uh, the idea was initially as a Bloody Mary. Um, okay. People like spicy Bloody Marys, so let's give right. people what they want. Mm -hmm. um, so you build up your Bloody Mary with, with the mix of your choice, or if you want to make your own, you put in the vodka as the base spirit, whether mm -hmm. you use our potato vodka or our hidden vodka. They're both great in a Bloody Mary. And then you add uh, maybe start with a teaspoon or so of the habanero vodka flavoring, mm -hmm. and that will bring the spice up. Some people like it a little more. They'll put in a you know a couple of teaspoons. But on its own is the base spirit. It's really just too spicy. So uh, it's just your, that, that little 375 bottle goes a long ways. Mm. That, that's smart on you. Yeah, so what else do we do with it? Well, you put it in like a spicy margarita, Ooh. like a melon margarita, or a cucumber mm. margarita is great if you spice it up. It goes yeah. really good with most things citrus. Uh, one of the nice cocktails that we do with our gin <clears throat> is a greyhound, which is grapefruit juice and gin, and then a little bit of that habanero in there just Ooh. lights it up. It's really great. Excuse me, greyhound. Did you make that up? Or no, was that, no, no, no. That's I've a, never heard of that. Oh, that's a classic cocktail. What's in that again? Gin and grapefruit juice. That's it. Oh, I'm not a big grapefruit juice guy. I'm a big gin guy, so maybe I'll force feed that down. <laughs> so I've, I've never heard of that. But put some habanero in there with it. That'll that, change the whole... Yeah. I want to do it in a Bloody Mary. I'm excited for that because that, that kick that that habanero has is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right at awesome. the back. Right at the back of the throat there. I was... I was you mentioned... Um, even a simple screwdriver, put a little bit in mm -hmm. there. Oh, yeah, it makes that orange juice just has a whole new life. Yeah, sitting here, I really am struggling not to just get up and go get drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the place to do it, man. <laughs> your restraint is amazing. Now, now, we've talked over and over again about your vodka. It's called Hidden Vodka, and you do something for uh, human trafficking. You, you, you're involved in. Sure. Let me rephrase that. You're not involved in human trafficking, <laughs> but you're involved in the, in, 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 the, in the deterrent of human trafficking. Sure. So uh, I want to talk about hidden vodka. And also I want to really point out that there's a difference between the two different vodkas that we make. And so the potato vodka, we've talked a lot about that. Yes. Yeah. And that's we make that from whole, fresh Utah potatoes. It's a completely farm-to-glass product. It's one of the only mm -hmm. ones in the state that you can get. Now, hidden vodka is something different. And I like to be really clear that we don't distill Hidden vodka. That's corn vodka that we buy pre-made. Okay. Most of the vodka you've had in your life is made the same way. Mm. So a big distilling company in Indiana is going to make this product, and then people buy it, either buy the tote or the drum or the train car, and they cut it down with water, and they repackage it under their own label. Nothing okay. wrong with that. It's great vodka. It's just fine. But in my opinion, it's kind of cheating a little bit. Sure. So um, what we wanted to do was take that product that was easy to make. It has a fairly good profit margin on it for us. We thought, well, let's do something with that. Let's give some of that back to the community. Mm -hmm. And we thought about um, causes that we could try and support. Right. And I know that human trafficking is a really big problem, not only in the world and state level, but even in our own neighborhoods. Yes. Yeah. And I started to learn that people aren't just trafficked for sex. And that's I mean, initially. Well, that's like, what well, you that's, think that's of. That's yeah. what I think of, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I learned that people get trafficked for just for money, for employment, or for, yeah, or for entertainment, labor. for labor, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's like a, it's a huge problem. And it yeah. started to have all these spider webs that I didn't even know existed before. 
So we thought, well, let's find some groups locally, uh, and ultimately we narrowed it down to just one group, and let's take the some of the sales from this, let's develop this label, um, that so the hidden in vodka represents people hidden in slavery or hidden yes. in human trafficking. I like it. And so nice. let's take some of that money and let's put that back into the community. You know, we're not dumb. We know that alcohol harms a lot of people. You know, I mean, you can't be an alcohol manufacturer and think that, you know, there's no you know, repercussion for that. Sure. So let's put some money back into the community that helps people maybe that have been harmed by alcohol or harmed by other means. So we thought, you know, human, this issue of human trafficking, let's see what we can do to try and, you know, make a dent in that. Mm. JP, that's interesting. That I, for lack of a better term, cause you got me fucked up here, but you, <laughs> you hang that guilt on yourself. It reminds me of that crazy broad, the Winchester lady with the guns yeah. and everybody killing themselves. And she goes out there, you're not going to go to California and build a house for 30 years. Are you? It's not a function of hanging guilt either. It's just, I'm just sensitive to it. I mean, I, I you know understand. It's yeah. an understanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's free will though. That, that, that's what I think. You make a product. I mean, McDonald's, they don't give a fuck. You got fucking 40. <laughs> you, you got a classroom of 30 and you got 29 fat kids in there. McDonald's doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, I don't that's know all how free much, will. I don't know how much money they give to cardiovascular science. Probably, probably, probably not zero. Nothing. Probably yeah. zero. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it goes back to free will is how I look at that. Now, you're not much of a sports guy. I mean, we talked about this earlier. We asked you, are you a sports guy? You're like, no. And. Here, here again, yeah. here's somebody who doesn't spend 16 hours a week watching sports, doing something with life. <laughs> Me right. and you were fucking bitching watching the 1996 World Series <laughs> right. on MLB Network because we're dumbasses, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. sports guys. Yeah, know? so uh, all that I've uh, figured out in, in the three years we've been doing this uh-huh. now is that if you can, if a lot of your time is consumed watching sports, you probably don't do much else. You're missing a lot of yeah, shit, man. You do not have a distillery. Uh, that's for damn sure. Right. You're, you're not, not donating to any cause. You're not fixing key snowblower. <laughs> nope. All right. You're for free. You know, because that's what you get off and do. But we've been watching this thing called The Last Dance. I know you remember when Michael Jordan was a big deal. Uh, okay. What? Do you know who Michael Jordan is? I've heard of him. He's got red hair and he's about 5'9. Do you recognize him now? No, no, the Irish guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, we've been watching The Last Dance, and this son of a bitch, did you watch the last two episodes? No, I haven't yet, no. You haven't, you haven't watched? No. Mike, Mike gets choked up because people don't um, love the game like he does. If you don't want, if you don't want to sacrifice everything, and you don't want to play that way, and then he goes, I need a break, and he's, he's tearing up. Wow. He also talks about the first Air Jordans that he wore. He wore them, and then he went to the new shit, and then like... 12 years later, he wore the original Air Jordans, the black, right. red, and uh-huh. white ones, and they tore his feet up, which tells me Nike was making a shitty product. Yeah, right? they were. Yeah. Yeah, they, of course they were. They, they don't give a fuck about you. So, wouldn't I have big on sports? All right. So, you, you have to have a competitive spirit to do what you're doing. You have to. All right. We generate that to other to, to sports. Would, would, Woods yeah. bowled a perfect game, just so you know. <laughs> Great That's on you, man. Great yeah, on right. You. And, he's, and he's left handed like a freak. Do you know any left handed people? Myself, my wife, and You're her, and her there sister. You and you married a lefty? We're like the that's that's surprising. We're the majority at family dinner. It's great. What about no your shit. What about your daughter? Is she left or right? No, I've got two daughters, and they're oh. both right-handed. So, oh, I'm well, sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> should I apologize? I don't know. Are <laughs> yeah, you strong you lefty? Should. Throw and right lefty? Yeah. Yeah. What's a I was going to say freak, but I didn't want you to not give me any more free alcohol. <laughs> oh, I think you're the only non-left-handed at this table right that, now. That's true. That, that, that is me. very true. That would be me. But Woods, Woods bowled a perfect game, and he'll, mm-hmm. he'll tell you that if you ask him. That's where that question came up from. But back to the competitiveness. You have to be competitive doing this. You have to still sample other things 
and, and up your game. Yeah, for right? sure. Absolutely. Right? And I learned today that there's a what, gin. What's that? What is in gin? Gin starts its life as vodka. Gin starts his life in vodka. So wow. he made vodka first, and then what, what is that stuff? You show me those bags of things. Yeah, Jack, was ba- it? Bags, bags of things. things. Yeah. Yeah. that's what uh-huh. we call it around here. <laughs> hey, honey, Every- give me give me two of those bags of things. <laughs> Everything's generally just juniper. Yeah. That's what it was. That's part of it. Yeah, juniper. Juniper is that something? Is that a? That's an herb. Um, it's a seed or a berry on a tree. So I guess. Oh, it grows on a tree. Mm, See, yeah, I yeah. saw a herb garden. I saw like. <laughs> well, some, some of the other stuff is that way. But if you go hiking, you know, around yeah. and you see juniper trees, it's got the little purple berries on it. That's the stuff. Mm. Purple berries. Purple berries aren't blueberries? Uh, blueberries are purple berries, but they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. No. So you can just say, hey, I'm going to tell you a story. You want to hear a story? <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to grow strawberries by my house. This is fucked yeah. up wood. Okay. This yeah, is fucked I'm up. I'm sure it is. If you, if you paused to tell this story. <laughs> JP, I'm trying to grow strawberries by my house. I've been trying to grow them for four years. Okay. But I have two pit bulls. I have one that's 120. Two pounds. It's a big dog. One is yeah. 108 pounds. The 108 pound guy, I don't understand him, man. He's like fucking Urkel. That's a lot of dog. He, he, yeah, there's a lot of dog in my house. A lot of shit, too, right? Keep in mind, I didn't bring any of them home, but I'm the one cleaning up shit every fucking right, week. Right, right. So, anyhow, the one that weighs 108 pounds keeps getting in my strawberries. So, my strawberries don't grow. He deteriorates. So, he digs up holes and shit. So, I'm over my boy's house. My boy's got a pit bull. I think his pit bull weighs 80 pounds, and he's got this. Uh, uh, farm dog His girl likes farm shit Right So he's got like a, a Blue uh, healer or something Yeah some, some fucking dog I've never seen in my life It wasn't in the hood When I was growing up You know what I mean <laughs> No no Let's put it that way <laughs> And he, she's got this garden All the way around The border of her yard And I says How do you keep Your foot out of there You go Oh a horse fence Damn. I was like, What the hell's a horse fence They show me this little thing They got this thing It, it, it will generate It will electrify 15 miles of Fencing Electric fence Yeah I was like, I'm going to buy one of those. Oh, boy. So I buy one. And <laughs> I don't have 15 miles. I got like, I don't know, 30 feet that I need to protect. <laughs> and I set the fence up. Did you string it back and forth? Back and back and that's what I'm, I'm <laughs> like thinking like concertina wire that's been electrified. <laughs> it only takes one time. <laughs> and I set it up. I leave. I come back. And the fence is just torn up. There's The, the fucking stakes are out. The fence is out. Everything. My dog's acting weird. He won't uh-huh. go over by that area. I review the cameras. He went in that bitch and tried to lay down, and that fence ate him the fuck up. <laughs> and he moved like he was a young buck. He, he moved was so like a little quick. puppy. I, I, you know, farmers have a lot of shit right. Because mm-hmm. you know there's farmers out there with stills. Because basically this is a, can I say a glorified still? I mean, like the hillbillies make this shit, right? No, they're not quite that fancy. But, they're not um, that fancy. Yeah. This but, looks fancy to me. But a hippie would have like a 55-gallon drum and some tubing and maybe some carburetor hoses and stuff. <laughs> sure. You don't have a hose on a carburetor. Radiator hoses, right? I know a little bit, right? But I mean, right? I'm, I'm just telling you. He's been around some kind of people. No, my, my boy, he's not a hillbilly. He's becoming a hillbilly. Oh, yeah. Well, so he's aspiring a to it. Yeah. He's become, I, I think he might have married a hillbilly. You know what I mean? But there's just solutions for every problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going with this, but you bet. I don't either. Where I'm going is I like JP, we're together on this here. No, where I'm going is there's just a problem for every solution. All right. What is that right there, JP? Which, that, which th- thing? With the purple nipples? Yeah. <laughs> for listen, those listening uh, at home. For uh-huh. twisting? <laughs> That's a bottling machine. A bottle? Oh, yeah. Oh. 
So that's how you fill everything up? Uh-huh. You put a bottle under each one of those, right? And it's, you see the spring at the top? So you push that whole oh. purple thing goes up and it opens a valve. And uh-huh. it, it fills the bottom bottle up. So you got the tank up at the top, right? Uh-huh. So that's full of, you know, whatever we're bottling. You pump that in, uh, and then gravity just feeds it down into the bottle. It's pretty cool. There's no power, no vacuum. It's all just gravity. And where do you seal them up at? Where's the label sealer? Uh, can you see that gold uh, thing there with all the black knobs and yeah, dials I, all over? I got it. It kind yeah, of yeah. looks like the thing that you put on your head when you were a kid and you got braces. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I can, yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> So yeah, everything we do here is just uh, like by hand. We don't have an automated process for anything. So the process goes, you know, we, we get our raw ingredients, we crush it down, we ferment it, we distill it, we bottle it here, and then it slides down the table there, and then we put labels on it and caps in the bottles, and it, it's all right here. How hard is it for you to distribute this? Like, do you need to fl- get on a plane and fly to other places and sell people stuff? Or do they come to you? Is it all online? How's that, how's that work? I wish we could start getting stuff that needed an airplane. But uh, <laughs> right now, it's just in the state of Utah. Uh-huh. Uh, in our storefront here, of course, but in the state liquor stores as well. Mm. But not all of our stuff is in the state stores, and that's a little frustrating for us. Right now, the hidden vodka, our potato vodka, and our gin, those are in the state stores. But the coffee liqueur and the habanero, uh, that's just here. Why did they take those threes and not the, and other. Not the other two? Threes. Yeah, I said threes because I'm Italian. Some, you look Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Some bullshit about market saturation and distribution and price gaps and stuff. Meanwhile, they got 30 bottles of, you know, the known shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there's got to be a little bit of that slight stuff, you know, because it, I, shelf space yeah. goes goes into sure, place. Yeah, well. I mean, that's the, that's the whole key to marketing, right, is shelf space. You know, if you can get your stuff on the shelf, then that's how you win. Right. Are you out there hoofing it yourself? Yeah. Are you knocking on doors or, you know, businesses? And Absolutely. To- and I have a, a marketing company, uh, a pal of mine, a little plug to Annie Wardell. She owns Talk Out Loud Marketing. She's actually moved out of state. She's in Colorado now, but she's been mm-hmm. helping us with our uh, SEO for our website, search engine optimization, and, you know, getting our marketing stuff out there to, to look right, look sharp, and be discoverable. So do you have a website? Yeah, hammerspring.com. Okay. And we're working on it. It's not beautiful, but you sure. know, it's, I make I make uh, you know quality craft spirits. I don't make websites. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I like so that. so you've got um, so vodka is your big one. That's your main. You got gin. Um, any any future plans maybe of of doing something different, um, adding something additional. Um, some kind of ciders or something. I don't know. Absolutely. I alluded to this a little bit earlier about uh, when we came up with the idea to make vodka and we discovered that, you know, potato vodka was not around before. So I said, we got to do something in the meantime while we figure out how to make whiskey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we started making whiskey last fall Uh, in October was the first one in the barrel. So you can see we've got these uh, barrels over there. Oh, yeah. So right now I've got seven of them. Um, what kind of barrels are those? Because I know wood's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to make bourbon. Not this um, wood. The wood in the barrels. <laughs> this wood. <laughs> so uh, I like to drink bourbon. It, it might not necessarily be my favorite. I, I kind of like rye whiskey, but I know bourbon's really popular. It's a big seller. So we decided, mm-hmm. you know, from not only from our own personal taste, but just from a marketing perspective, let's make some bourbon. Uh, so bourbon has some qualifications for it to be called bourbon. Primarily, it has to be made from 51% corn or more. Okay. So hmm. the other forty nine percent can be whatever. It can even be more corn. Another, <laughs> uh, it's true. You can it's make eighty percent corn. Yeah, or it's ninety percent corn. Oh damn. Okay. <laughs> right. So with ours, our uh, the corn in our bourbon is seventy five percent, and then the other is rye and a little bit of wheat. Uh, but one of the other things, it has to go into uh, a specific type of wooden barrel. So it has to be made from white American oak, okay. and it has hmm. to be the first thing that ever went in there. So it can't have been reused for, many, okay. for anything else. So like our barrel finished gin, it goes into a used barrel. 
So that's fine. Whatever we get a little bit of the whiskey notes right. from it, we get the color from the barrel. But to make bourbon, it has to be the first thing in there. So okay. you can you can use that barrel again, but you but can't call just it bourbon. For bourbon. Right? Oh, okay. you can, so you can make and call it whiskey after that. You just can't call it bourbon if it's not the first time it went in there. Whiskey and bourbon, technically though, biologically is the same thing. Am so, I right? So think of it like a like a family tree, right? And like bourbon is like a real specific branch of like whiskey. So there's lots of different types of whiskey. There's Scotch whiskey, there's American whiskey, there's bourbon whiskey, there's rye whiskey, right? Those are all whiskeys. Okay. But bourbon is a specific kind. Interesting. How come Kentucky has such a, a lock on bourbon? Mm, they were just in the right place at the right time, I guess. <laughs> place, right time. I, I think it had a lot to do, I don't know, somebody's probably going to listen to this and be like, I got not know anything. But I think a lot of it had to do with corn lobbyists, uh, just that that's kind of where it comes from. The answer is uh, always money, huh? Yeah, yeah. if you follow the money. Be. Yeah. So um, I think that's part of why bourbon has that qualification of having to be made of so much corn. I think it had a lot to do with, uh, you know, the corn farmers and the lobbying that was happening, you know, in the early 20th century in that okay. region. Mm. So I don't know, but I'm just kind of pulling that out of my ass, I think. <laughs> How do you come up with the age, though, the age process? Uh, you know, some of these guys, they say, oh, it's been aged for three years. It's been aged for two years, but three years in a week is too much or, you know, <laughs> two years and hang on, know. hang on. 54, 54 weeks is too much. No, 52. Yeah, right, whatever. 51. How do you find out the, the, the medium for it? <laughs> Wood, I am lit. This guy, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that, that shit you gave us was fucking delicious, <laughs> man. And it's sneaky good. It is. It's sneaky yeah. good. Most people don't drink mm. vodka straight. Your shit can be straight. I don't know if I already yeah. said that, whatever the case. Lots of times, but that's I, okay. Keep saying <laughs> it. <laughs> but how do, you, how do you find that happy medium for, you know, how long it sits in a barrel? So barreling's interesting. There's some weird science that happens in there. And as a general rule, more is better. So the longer it stays in there, kind of the better it gets. Mm-hmm. But, but huh. there's, there's, there's some limits on that, right? If you leave it in there too long, it's going to, you know, turn into just a kind of a woody, yucky thing. So you don't want to yeah. leave it in there for too like, strong, like, huh? a, like 100 years in there. That's not going to be any good anymore. But, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere between like a year and five years, mm-hmm. kind of depending on what you're going for. It also depends on the size of the barrel, right? The smaller the barrel, it has a more surface to liquid ratio. So the effect of aging will be realized faster in a smaller uh-huh. barrel. Um, so that's we use 15 gallon barrels, and so our initial target is one year in those. Uh, the barrel manufacturer recommended, you know, at least a year in there. But we're going to see. So we're going to do a release hopefully this year around October to nice. do our, our very first bourbon. Um, mm. We haven't tasted it yet. You know, past the initial batch, it's been in the barrel mm. you know since last October. So oh, wow. fingers crossed that it's doing wonderful things in there. <laughs> so when you release this, so what you're saying, Hammer Springs Distillers <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, you, is that, that's going to be top shelf shit, right? Yeah, that's going to that, be. That, that's yeah. going to be uh, above the top shelf. That's going to be up there where people can't reach. Gonna, this short lady's going to be like, can, sir, can you reach that for me? <laughs> that's going to be the good shit, right? That's, that's me. Did you see how short my shelves are out there? It's so that I can reach the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is awesome, man. And for you to take a chance on this is incredible, you know, because it's like, it, it's almost like making a cheeseburger, right? Cheeseburger has been done. Yeah. Right? To make a special cheeseburger, yeah, you got to come up with something. You got to come up with something different. You got to do a different swing on it, whatever the case. So you got guys that do wagyu cheeseburger, and I think those fucking cheeseburgers are like yeah. seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah, a Good little luck. too much. Good luck. Yeah. I'm not tasting that. But then you can go over here to BK and get yourself a little ninety nine yeah. cent cheeseburger. Yeah, right. Which so it's also okay. you, you've done has the things. Place. <laughs> yeah, everything has its place. Right? Early in exactly. the morning. Yeah. So that brings me. That brings me to God. You fucked me up, JP. That brings me to pricing. How, how do you figure, you know, where, where, where your worth is without, obviously you want to make money, 
But how do you how do you how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you taste this and say, okay, this is worth this much? Well, I'll be honest with you. That's a game I'm still learning. I think okay. I think we all kind of are. But there's, I mean, there's a range of, uh, you know, what somebody will pay for a bottle of whiskey. Right. Right. Nobody's, I shouldn't say nobody. You know, it's a lot less like, likely that somebody's going to pay over $100 for a bottle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And if it is, you know, if they do, it's got to be something. Right. Right. You know, right. and, you know, by the same token. Beyonce touched it or something, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, filtered it through her panties or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I don't want to be the guy that sells a $10 bottle of whiskey either. Right. Right. So, yeah. so somewhere in there, you know, you, you got to find, find that, that happy range. median. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of people in Utah who have gone ahead of me that already sell bourbon. There's some really great, you know, whiskeys here in the state already. And they've kind of set a, you know, it's like, so like kind of like that 30 to $50 a bottle is kind of the market price yeah. that you can expect for that. So, you know, we probably won't be too egregious inside or outside of that. It'll probably right in there as well. Awesome, man. So our, our, I've been thinking about this for a minute now. So our little brother state to the north of us, Idaho, and they're known for their potatoes. Are there, because um, you, you're the only potato guy here in Utah that does it with them. What about in Idaho? Do you have any idea? Yeah, there's a few uh, distilleries in Idaho that make a, kind of the same thing we're doing here with Idaho potatoes. It, it surprises me, because yours are all Utah grown, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It surprises me that. You said there are a few. I, I would think a, a place like that, there would be a lot, even here in Utah, I thought, because here I am now, the age I am, and just realized that they're not all made from potatoes. But I would think that up there they would have done it more. But um, it's it, it's got to be something, a sense of pride for you, I guess, uh, being that only one. Yes. Right? You know, like, I, I, ne- I, you know, I never thought that I'd be a point in my life where I'd come up with something new in a place. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, it's... Like I, when we started looking, I thought, well, maybe there's here we been are 2020, and, and you know, like maybe back in the 1900s, somebody was making potato vodka here, and I could say, well, I'm the first one since 1920, yeah. since 1920, or the first one since prohibition, or something. But right. looking back, nobody ever did it, so why not? And uh, that's great. I think that that that's good, and and uh, it helped Keith get to where he's at right at this moment. Drunk. Which is <laughs> explain explain the process. So you got that big vat there, and you got the, why is it? So vat. does that have to be copper? Copper helps. Tell me what copper does. Copper is a, it's an element, right? It's its own thing. It's not yeah. made of anything else. It's just made of copper. I think element 16. Sure. Yeah, I made that up. <laughs> I made it up. I don't know. So okay. copper is a reactive material. It's a reactive element, which means um, that other stuff happens when it's around it. This the, is supposedly why they make uh, the Moscow mules in a copper cup. Mm, initially, yeah, when you put bad vodka in it, the copper yeah. cup helped that out. <laughs> yeah, suppose that's why I say supposedly because now they're not right. real copper. Don't right? put yeah. his shit in a copper no, no, container, no, no. right? I love it in the copper. That's okay. fine. So back to the to answer your question. So copper. So one of the things that you get when you ferment um, alcohol is sulfur compounds, and sulfur and copper are reactive to each other. So hmm. as the boiler starts to heat up and that vapor starts to rise up the column, what's happening is the sulfur is being absorbed or attracted, kind of like a magnet. Like on the mm-hmm. molecular level, the, the sulfur is being attracted to the sides of the copper, cleaning it out, right? You don't want spirits that taste like rotten eggs. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you have a stainless steel column, all the sulfur is just passing right through, and then you've got to do something with that later on. Okay. So the copper is just uh, helps purify your stuff as you're making it. Is that a thing? I mean, are there ones that do that, that um, instead of rising up through the copper, that rises up through stainless or something steel? else? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So those little despicable me things <laughs> that are up there. And I think we have a picture of those. What am I right? We got a picture yeah, of those? Yeah, yeah, we got what, what do those do? Why do you need to look in those little glass <laughs> things? The, the, the minions. The, the, minion the minions, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, the process that happens in there is doesn't require the window, but the window is for me to make sure that they're not too full, right? So mm. through that process, uh, there's a little bit of liquid that's going to build up inside each one of those little chambers. Mm-hmm. But it's also important that it's not all the way full. There has to be some air in there, too, so that the steam can keep moving through it. So if that were to fill all the way up with liquid, it would create an overpressurization hazard. And then you're, you know, you're fucked sideways if you start to blow, you know, alcohol vapor out into your shop. So uh, that's just (laughs) that's just for me to be able to verify that the thing is working the way it's supposed to. So how come you have so this here on the right is the gin one, right? Mm -hmm. And then this is the vodka on the. The left? It is the vodka still, but it's modular. Right now, it's configured to make whiskey. So okay. that, that's why it doesn't have as many windows. I would, that, as, and that's where I was right, going. Right, why right. does the gin have so many windows and this one has four? So we'll talk about the one that has four first, and we'll go back to the gin. So uh, those two bottom sections of copper, like everybody at home's like, what is he talking about? I can't see it. So uh, maybe you show them the pictures. We will. So yeah, those we'll two bottom sections up. of copper, they come out and then they get replaced with more minions um, and so with the vodka there's 10 of them in there and uh-huh. we put the vodka through twice the first time we go through it's, it wasn't quite good enough so we run mm-hmm. it through again so those two processes one's called a stripping run that's not like the guy in baseball who runs across <laughs> the field naked okay but that's basically you're separating the bulk of the ethanol off of the water um, okay. but it pulls a lot of the other crap with it so then you run it through again to really clean it up it needs the the more of these sections or the plates that you mm-hmm. have in between there the better it does now with whiskey we like that a little bit more dirty we don't like that to be as clean uh-huh. we like like some of the oils and the toxins, for lack of a better word, right? To be, and that's what we like. Whiskey, what yeah. good, right? whiskey's yeah. to the girlfriend. Yeah. The right, girlfriend. Vodka's your wife. Yeah, whiskey's yeah, yeah, to the yeah, girlfriend. You got it. <laughs> got it. <All> right. <laughs> I like it a little bit dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I come, because you let me do these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right now it's set up for whiskey with only uh, four plates in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the gin column. Oh, so each, uh, sorry to interrupt you real no, quick. No. So each minion section has a plate in it. Yeah. And so you've got four. Now the gin's got a bunch. Right. So, sorry. No, that's fine. So the gin, uh, it's smaller than the other one. Um, it was the first one we bought. It was a little bit more affordable. It's not uh, as technical. Uh, it's not as complicated as the uh-huh. larger one. Um, the, heat, the way it's heated uh, and the way it's mixed and the way the whole thing goes together is... Uh, less complicated. We'll, okay. just, we'll just leave it at that. It's less complicated. But it came with all... Uh, Eight. So there's seven of them in there right now, but I use one as my talking point, my example one. So it came with eight. Mm. So we uh, we tried to make vodka on it, but it was too small. There weren't enough plates. We weren't getting what we wanted out of it. So, But we learned the the function of distilling on that one. It was, oh, wow. Right. So we put that together. The, we first got our license here. We put it together, and we just distilled some water. It's like, let's see how long it takes to make steam. Right. So we kind of learned on that. It's like our, oh. tra- it our training wheels still. Um, to keep you sober. Yeah. Yes, that was, that was <laughs> this exactly This is the it. best steamed water ever. <laughs> As it turns out, distilled water through copper doesn't even taste very good. It tastes like, I don't know, doesn't taste good. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, it came with all those plates. And then we're like, well, let's, you know, we got our gin recipe narrowed down. So we're like, well, let's make some gin. And I already had all the plumbing set up at the top there. So I didn't want to, like, take the whole thing down and put all my, like, redo all my pecs and everything to it. So we're like, well, let's just make gin with all these plates and see what happens. And it just turned out so good. Yes. And so, so you just left it. So we just left it yes. the way it was. It was nice. kind of a, like one of those things you just do on accident and it works out in yes. your favor. Do you know the potato chip was made by accident? Uh, I heard a story about a real picky restaurant guy who wanted thin potatoes, and then they made him so thin to piss him off, and he actually liked it. We were in the same room. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the story I heard. Nice. So that's how things... You have to be innovative with shit. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you understand what I mean? So for you to say that happened by accident, 
again, everybody, this shit is fucking delicious. I want to line outside your door. <laughs> I, do I too. want you to be fucking pissed. Oh, those assholes got me. <laughs> now I got to hire some, you know, big titty blonde to run the register because these dickheads. <laughs> no, seriously, your, your shit is awesome, man. Thank you. It, 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 it's rare I can drink vodka straight. I mean, like the first drink you gave me was the vodka straight. And normally you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, put some coke in it. Put yeah, a lime yeah. in it. Uh, you, you got a lemon. You got it. No. So, so you're it's so smooth. It is. And and you started with that. Uh, do you do that on purpose? Is there like a method to? Because I saw on your sign it says taste testing out there, right? Oh, start the tasting with the vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um. Mm. So when you go into the gin, it has a lot more flavor to it. Uh-huh. Then you go into the habanero, of course, it has way more flavor right. to it. Right. And yeah. then the coffee rounds it all out. So it's kind of like building on the, the profiles of the flavors. Okay. Start with all the right. lighter ones, you know, work, work your way in. Okay. So so uh, the, there's a... The, the sign out front says there's a taste testing, right? Mm-hmm. So so how does somebody sign up or what do you what do you do to come in and and do that sure um we do like uh so the tours and the tastings uh Uh they usually go together we do like um you don't have to do a real formal appointment but just let us know you're coming so that we can prepare for you so So just show up at random and you can show up at random but if you show up at random i might be in the middle of another tour and you're gonna have to wait uh yeah so yeah just a phone call ahead of time you can get our phone number off of our website um we're also on instagram and facebook we're pretty easy to find at hammerspring distillers Okay. Um, I want to point out a lot of people make this mistake. Uh, there's no S on the end of spring. It's just hammer spring, spring distillers. It's not hammer springs. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it's you. Easy. <laughs> yeah, but it's easy for me to see because I'm re- hammer spring. It's on the big sign behind me. Right. Yeah. We're looking at your lab here. We're, we're, th- as they <laughs> used to say on MTV Cribs, this is where the magic happens. How many times have you thrown a fucking tantrum in here because something didn't go your way? Be real with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. How many times have you just taken that fucking strainer and thrown it across the room and just said, fuck it, I'm going home? Well, you know, there's there's a curve. Those have become less frequent. Okay. As, you, you know, because yeah. we're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, the first few months, there was a lot of, uh, I, I was a little worried about the neighbors for a while. <laughs> 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 They're gonna think I'm kicking I, someone's ass every day. Right? I, I haven't gone on a rampage with the forklift yet, but it's crossed my mind. Uh-huh. I just start <laughs> fucking everything up. Huh? Yeah. Tell the insurance company somebody broke in last night and just tore all my shit up with an axe. So, uh, you know, when I run my stuff, I, I, I've learned to really. So, some um, I mentioned that you know my wife helps out sometimes, and we've got a friend that comes and helps us out sometimes. Mm-hmm. I really have learned to listen when they say, "Hey, stop!" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the yeah. one the one time when I didn't stop. So see up on the ceiling there. Yeah, it's like a murder, a, yeah. mur- a murder scene up on the ceiling. I see it. So uh, that was when we were trying out a new pump, <laughs> and uh, somebody said maybe you should put a, the controller on it that slows the pump down. And I'm like, nah, nah, that, nah. That, nah, that nah. would be a woman. Uh, that's yeah, told you, that. yeah. it's, you know, it's fine. There's a there's a lid on the on the top of the fermenter, <laughs> and she's like, but it's not clamped on. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we lit that pump, and it blew the lid off the fermenter and painted the ceiling. With we have a long history of stating the fact <laughs> uh-huh. that women are smarter than men. Yeah. They are. That's mm-hmm. why they live longer. <laughs> <laughs> this machine right here, this little, this little blue silver thing, what, what, what is that? So that is also a still. That's our test still. So the federal government requires... Oh, wow. So it's a little one. Yeah, yeah, a little benchtop deal. Um, it, it's laboratory equipment. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to make a dark spirit, like our coffee liqueur... And you can't use a traditional testing device to determine how much alcohol is in it. They require that you have an alternative testing device. So huh. that thing sits there and does nothing just because we're required to have it. Nope. So how do you test the level of alcohol in your alcohol? It depends at what point and with which alcohol. 
So, so I when I buy a bottle of something, it's whatever vanilla vodka with, yeah. with roses <laughs> in it. <laughs> awesome. So you buy and it has a percentage on there. Yeah. How how do you know that? So there's some math that starts out at the very beginning. Oh so, boy! So when you yeah get on, get on your math hats. <laughs> okay. So when you first do your mash, so I've got this rum going right now, right? So we'll talk about that because it's right there. Yes. So there's a formula to how much sugar to water ratio to get a certain amount of alcohol. So you kind of have a like a, a you know where to start with it, right? Like oh, I want this okay. much alcohol, so I'm going to use this much sugar to this much water. Okay. I'm going to ferment it for this long. You got a little thing that floats in there. It's called a hydrometer, and it's got little marks on it. Mm-hmm. Little subtensions is what they're called. That thing that was floating in there? Yeah. That yeah. looked like a, a fish tank thermometer is yeah. what yeah. it looked like to me. Sure. Except instead of measuring temperature, it's measuring density. Okay. So the more uh-huh. alcohol you get, since alcohol has a lighter density than water, that thing is going to start to sink because the solution's not as dense. Uh-huh. Right? It has okay. little marks on it. So like as it sinks, that mark says, okay, you're at 5% alcohol, you're at 8% alcohol, you're at 10% okay. alcohol. Okay. Right. Okay. So once you're done fermenting, you kind of have an idea that, okay, I'm roughly... You, know, you kind of know where you're at. Right. Yeah. right. So then you distill it and it comes out and you can either use that same thing again to determine your alcohol, but it's not mm-hmm. very precise because the marks are really close together. So whether it's, you know, 75% or 77%, you can't, mm-hmm. you, it's hard to tell on right. that little thing. Uh-huh. So um, I don't know if you can see it from here. Underneath my coffee cup there, there's that. Um, I see here. With a red button on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so that's a digital gauge. So you, it's got a little suction thing. So you scoop a little bit up into that and it, measures it and it tells you precisely what the you know oh, wow. to a hundredth of a percent of what the alcohol oh, is yeah yeah so and that's the thing that pays that we pay that we pay our taxes on so uh, uh, <laughs> it's one. all about the taxes yeah, are all yeah. about the alcohol so you got to know so you're not overpaying you're not underpaying mm-hmm. all right let's talk proof you got 30 proof 20 proof 60 proof um proof Show me proof, bulletproof. <laughs> what, what the hell is the deal with proof? Well, actually, uh, you kind of said it off the cuff, but the answer is right in there with what you said. Show me the proof. Okay. All right. So what is proof? Oh. Proof is twice what the percent is. So something's 50% alcohol, it's 100 proof. That's easy math, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. But it's, uh, right. what, what is proof? Sure. So uh, proof was something that got adapted from old cowboy talk, I guess, for okay. lack of a better way. But it's also the way the federal government measures how much alcohol is a thing. So uh, I, I want to try not to go too deep in the weeds here, but I want to get back to the cowboy stuff because that's the fun stuff. Okay. So let's say you, you're selling alcohol, right? And the government's taxing you on it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've got a gallon of liquor mm-hmm. that's 50% alcohol, so it's 100 proof. Okay. And so that's like a, a really nice high proof whiskey or something, right? Okay. But you've also got a gallon of alcohol that's 80 proof. That's vodka, right? There's less alcohol in the vodka than there is in the whiskey. Right, because okay. one's forty percent, one's fifty percent, and the government's not taxing you on the whole gallon. The government's taxing you on the alcohol part. Okay, so so they, on the forty or the fifty percent. So on the on right exactly. So on the fifty percent, you pay we as the manufacturer pay more taxes on that because mm-hmm. that's how they measure the taxes based on what the proof of the spirit is. Now, why don't they just call it percent? Please, yeah. they, they could right. So back in the day, people are leaving New England. They're going in their wagons and their horses, and they're going out west. And uh, they're going, I'm going to tie into our name here too, where that comes from. Yes. Okay. All <laughs> right. right, all right. So, so we'll get to that part first. And can I circle back to proof? Of you can course. do whatever you so want. Circle the wagons. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they've got their horses and their fishing poles and their guides. They've got a hunting rifle. Uh-huh. They take off west. They don't know what's out there. Somebody told them that there's this promised land out there, right? You can 
build a homestead and you can have food and all this amazing beauty, but they don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So think before the Mormon pioneers, more like Lewis and Clark, the Father right, Escalante right. people, right? They're just out there with their guide doing their thing. So anyways, one of the key components to staying alive was their hunting rifle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of the components in the hunting rifle is a hammer spring, right? It's a little mechanism that when you cock the mm-hmm. hammer back it, and then you pull the trigger, it's the hammer spring that snaps that trigger snaps the hammer we know that because we sat for three hours with a gun guy we only we only aired like an hour and a half but we had a gun guy talking to us about how a fucking gun works and this is like so you're well versed on a hammer spring i'm well versed on (laughs) drinking while he's talking about it okay but but there's a little more to it than that so uh these guys went out doing something unknown they were trying something new so we're the same way with our potato vodka in utah like Mm -hmm. hadn't been done before we're going into new into new territory Mm -hmm. so we're kind of exploring there and we've got our you know, metaphorical hunting rifles with us right. to you know keep us alive while we're going. So hammer move, spring. bitch, yeah. get out the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so what you, you did. You said move, bitch, get out, uh, motherfucker. I'll shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to go along with that, because your words <laughs> all day. <laughs> I asked you because um, uh, it's the H and the S, and they're together, mm-hmm. and it's it's a circle. So I said, well, what 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 is this? And you said it's my brand. A, oh. a strike brand, yeah. yeah. So back into that same thing, you know, people started settle. They, you know, raised cattle and they had to brand right. their cattle to be able to identify them. So we wanted our right. brand to look like a brand, and it does. It, and it, with uh, especially this, this, I'm looking behind you. Um, I, obviously, you know, I'm looking behind you, um, but it's it looks like a brand you would see on cattle or right. something. That's right? exactly right. Yeah. So we actually had one of these made, and uh, I do it on my steaks on the grill. No kidding. Yeah, I brand the steaks. You open a restaurant now too. <laughs> 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 I was at a family reunion. Before you go too far, we've got to finish the story on proof. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So uh, people are settling down. They're opening saloons. They know people like to drink, right? That's long. Everybody knows that. So uh, Cowboy A, he opens a saloon. And Cowboy B, you know, down the dirt road, he opens a saloon. And uh, Cowboy Tim's going to saloon A, and he spends a dollar there. And he's like, oh, man, I get really blitzed on this. You know, and then he goes to saloon B down the road. He's like, for the same dollar, I'm not quite... In- not quite getting the same effect. What's mm-hmm. I, what's why why is your whiskey not you know as good as you know saloon A? Right. And so uh, saloon owners they're not stupid, right? Because they know it costs a lot of money to get a barrel of whiskey from Indiana to or Kentucky to you know BFE Utah, you know where this saloon is in the middle of nowhere. So they figure out they're going to make their whiskey go a little further. They're going to start cutting it down with water. Okay. Right. So now instead of you know I buy one barrel, but I sell two barrels. Uh, right, and people aren't dumb either. They start to figure this out. They're like, "Well, your whiskey tastes like water. There's not even any whiskey in there." Ooh. So how did how did the like how did they figure out a method of determining mm. if there was whiskey in there or not? So alcohol, when it's at least fifty percent in a solution of water, so fifty percent water, fifty percent alcohol, you can light it with a match with an open flame. If it's less than that, it won't light. Okay, hey, that's news to me. Yeah. Right? So you know, know. let me ask you a question. So gin and vodka will catch on fire? No, because they're lower than. They're lower than fifty percent. Lower than fifty percent. Okay. But if you get like your Captain Morgan's, your one fifty one Uzo, some of those higher proof, uh, Navy strength right. gin, that's one hundred and twenty six proof. It's more than fifty percent. One hundred twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, it's called. Uh, generally, it's referred to as Navy strength gin. Okay. Just higher proof gins. Wow. Huh. A couple good ones out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look it up. That's good. Okay. Good stuff. Anyhow, so uh, they developed this method. The bartender, uh, bartender A, who's like has higher premium whiskey, he's like, watch this. So he gets a little glass dish and he pours a little gunpowder in it and he pours his whiskey into it. He lights it on fire and it ignites the gunpowder. That's the proof that I'm not watering my whiskey down. Oh, <laughs> that's like an old, like, yeah. 80s rap, show yeah. and prove. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so there, there, there's proof. 
that it's proof that's whiskey. Badass. That it has at least some measurable, you know, there's a minimum right. amount of alcohol that's in there. Yeah. The, yeah. And then Saloon B, he tries to do it and his doesn't light. And so. So you want your yeah. intestines all fucked up. Your esophagus <laughs> on fire. <laughs> I, I, I was at a family reunion. It's probably about 15 years ago. We used to have a basketball tournament, play basketball in the humidity. I'm sure you've experienced humidity because you've been all around the world. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bahamas I, and shit. I, I, I come, I, I come upstairs. I go into the, my auntie's hotel room and I see a bottle of lemon Gatorade. Okay. I pick it up. I'm gonna drink it because I just got done playing ball. Yeah. I drink that shit. It's fucking moonshine. Mm. Not pleasant. You ever drink like Sprite and you think it's water? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know that yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know have an expectation. Yeah. Right. You have an expectation. Your mind's all set for fucking Sprite or yeah, water yeah. and yeah. the Sprite. Yeah. This was me as the nine year old in my <laughs> parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> I drank that damn moonshine and I swallowed it, and that was the worst experience I ever had drinking anything in my life. What the hell is moonshine, and why do they still make it? Mostly, it is really high proof liquor. Okay. So when you distill spirits, they usually come off the still. Uh, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody and for every still, but generally, it's coming off the still like somewhere between 150 and 195 proof. So, wow. So that's like that's high. That's seventy-five to ninety-five percent pure. Start a lawnmower. Pure ethyl out. Yeah. You can. You can run an engine on it. Absolutely. You serious? I always heard well, that. You go to the you go to the gas station. It says ten percent ethanol in your gas. That's it's corn green alcohol oh, that's in there. Shit. Don't, oh, wow. don't drink the gasoline. <laughs> it's like it's you give winos all over America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, there's hope. But yeah, yeah, it's very flammable. Very you know right, when it's right. in when it's in liquid form, it's flammable. When it's in vapor form, it's very explosive. So um. Uh, moonshine is uh, stuff that's been distilled, whatever it came from. Usually it comes from sugar mm-hmm. with moonshine, but sometimes it comes from um, corn. Anyhow, so it's just high proof. It hasn't had any other water added back into it to make it more enjoyable to drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Some people put <laughs> other stuff in it. They'll put like cherries or strawberries or whatever. Flavor. Some people being wood. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and say that. That's how you're looking at him. Some people being him. Listeners already said they already delineated that this jackass is a, he, he, he's a flower child, is what he is. All right. They're, they're, they're questioning why I'm even sitting in this place. Like, there's no fruitiness there, buddy. Get out. Right. So, when are you going to talk about the strawberries and grapes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, say you make a batch of whiskey and, you know, you've it's just come off the still. Oh, another thing you may not know is all, all spirit, when you first distill it, it's clear. Like, so to look at it, you wouldn't know if it was water or gin or whiskey or rum or anything. It's oh. all just clear. All right. When you say spirit, you mean alcohol. The so alcohol, all right. Yeah, alcohol yeah. is clear. When, when you first distill it, any color that comes from it either comes from a barrel, barrel or some people put artificial coloring in it to make it look like it was barrel aged or more barrel aged. But oh. um, yeah, when it first comes off the still, it's just clear. So say you make a, a batch of whiskey, bourbon, mm, whisk, American whiskey, rye, whatever. So before you proof that down, before you put any water into it, that's moonshine. And but it's clear. Mm-hmm. Barrels mm-hmm. play a big deal into it. So the older the barrel, the supposedly better, correct? The, the, more, the longer it's in the barrel, right? No, but even age barrels, they talk about, I hear that shit. We got an age barrel. It's been aged for 80 years and it's been milked in here for two days or 20 days or two years. Are you Let talking me, about the wood specifically? No, I'm talking about the actual barrel. Can you recycle barrels for... Sure. 220 but, years? Yeah, but they don't want to be empty for any amount of time. They want to stay full. Because once they dry out, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see all those barrels out front. You can see daylight through them in, right. my, in my retail space. That's the old shit. That's right. the practice shit. The, We're the, talking about practice. Yeah, that's dried up. That's the Not old, the drinking. That's the old Not boys. the drinking. We're talking about practice. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, JP, we're idiots, man. What do you have in that bottle over there? That that bottle right there with the cap on it. The clear one? It looks dangerous. Yeah, that's moonshine. That's it? Oh, that's wow. it. He's sitting right in the company of moonshine this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Is that the moonshine if this business... Gets on your nerves, insurance <laughs> shit. Just I put mean, a, put a rag in it and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's. <laughs> We're gonna just uh, do some experiments with uh, our gin um, to come up. We've got an idea for uh, not a replacement type of gin, but an additional flavor of gin, and so we're oh. just gonna play around with that. It's basically Everclear. You d- <laughs> you do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you have to play around shit. You have to stay ahead of the curve. You have to try and catch flavors oh, yeah. on the front side. Mm-hmm. Is that exhausting sometimes? No, I love it. You do, you do love <laughs> I it? I do. It's my favorite part, coming up with new stuff. All right. You should come up with a bottle that has an adverse effect to water. Because I remember my dad. My dad was a gin drinker. I, and I, yeah, I, I would, I would uh, hang in there somewhere. I, I would back. pour a little gin out and I'd put water in it. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they yeah, all yeah. came around for yeah, you, yeah. right? Your, your parents probably also thought that vodka would freeze in the freezer, right? No, 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 no. Because it doesn't. It's the water no. that you put back in the bottle after you <laughs> no, drink it. They, no, freezing. they didn't leave it in the freezer. They left it in the middle partition. But I, I've learned the hard way that beer will freeze and oh, explode yeah. for you. Yeah, yep. All right. You no intention of getting a beer. That's that's the poor man shit. That's uh, no. That's uh, you do beer. I drink beer, but uh, I, have, I have no desire to make it. No? No. Wine? That's actually how I started, was with a wine kit at home. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> we missed a part, didn't what we? What the fuck? Yeah, we, did. <laughs> we skipped right over that. So about 15 years ago, my wife bought me one for my birthday. Wine? Yeah, like you buy it in a box from the, the beer nut here, right? I've, I've, seen, I've seen this. Did you buy Rio Needy? Is that what it was? I no, I don't. I, box, I can't even remember. Box of wine is sure. not well, necessarily expensive. So, so it's not it's not done wine, right? It's like you buy a box of grape juice, right? And it comes with a bucket and a floaty thing and a bottle cleaner and some yeast that doesn't really work. And you, <laughs> you, you mix it all together and you leave it in your kitchen in the sun for a week and it's supposed to turn into wine, right? Well, That's too much effort to, <laughs> drink, to get is. drunk. You yeah. know what I mean? It's totally hobby level stuff, right? <laughs> so, anyways, our first one didn't really work. Uh, and I didn't know why. I'm like, well, this sucks, right? So I called back to the place. I'm like, hey, so we bought this wine kit. It didn't really do shit. There's no alcohol in it. And they're like, well, your yeast is probably dead. Come get some different yeast. I'm like, different yeast? I'm sorry. Explain mm-hmm. yeast dead. I didn't. So yeast cultures, a, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. living it's a living organism, right? It has to. So when you put it in there, uh, when you put it in like uh, something that has sugar in it, right? It's a living thing. They're they're single cell organisms. They're going to swim around and eat all that sugar. That's what makes mm-hmm. it grow and expand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's you don't want it to really grow and expand. You're talking sourdough bread there, but it's the same. <laughs> it's the same yeah. principle. Okay. Right. So, anyways, the yeast didn't work. So we get some better yeast, and I'm like, "What do you mean? There's a difference in yeast?" And the, you know, the guy at the beer nut kind of patted me on the head and he's like oh son (laughs) (laughs) you're cute (laughs) we gotta talk about some yeast you're new aren't you (laughs) and i was i was a total noob so um i learned a little bit about yeast and so we made another batch and it turned out a little better and another one it made a little better and so we spent a couple years just every you know summer we'd for my birthday we'd get a wine kit and do another one and got kind of good at it Mm -hmm. and um I knew I didn't want to stay in my other career for the rest of my life doing that. I didn't want to stay behind a desk. That was really the thing I don't like about it. I don't like sitting in front of a desk. Mm. Um, so I wanted to make a thing. I wanted to manufacture something. I wanted something to package and design labels and a brand, you know, to come up with not just, you know, a guy's ideas for right. things. Um, so we started like, well, what is it going to take to make a winery? Because we were wine experts now, right? Because we did <laughs> box wine. <laughs> And we're like, okay, step one, buy a vineyard. Mm. 
Okay, what's page four say, right? <laughs> well, right. that's not happening. Right. So, yeah, so that's not happening. So what else? What else can we do? Do we want to make beer? And, you know, my wife and I, we, we like beer, but not enough to really be passionate about it. Right. But what we really like is whiskey. So we mm. thought, well, let's, what, what does it take to be a distiller? How do you distill? What, did, what does a distiller do? Mm. So we started touring distilleries. And this is really kind of the genesis of traveling around. It's like, well, let's go see how they do it in California. And let's see how they do it in the Bahamas. And let's see how they do it in Idaho and Montana. And let's go see as many as we can. And I'd, mm-hmm. every time we'd go, I'd buy a hat from the place. I got a stack of hats that's like two <laughs> feet tall now. It's great. Let, let me ask you, with competitive stuff, are you looking at those hats going, bitch, I beat you? Oh, yeah. I throw that shit over here. <laughs> bitch, I beat you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll go through that hat and I'll be like, crap, crap. These guys were good. These guys were excellent. Crap. crap. It's like, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> totally. But what we saw was, um, so there's big dis- <laughs> distillers are like titties. How so? There's big ones. Uh-huh. There's little ones. Uh-huh. There's fancy ones. Yes. There's floppy ones. Got right? it. Right? There's all different titties for everybody. There's, dis- <laughs> there's distilleries for everybody. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you brought something to Keith's level. <laughs> Finally, gotcha. <laughs> so, but what we saw was the big oh, distilleries. Shit. Like some of them made really great product, and some of them didn't. Okay, but it was the same with the little ones, right? Like the smaller boutique distilleries. Like some of them were great, and some of them were like pour it down the drain. So we <laughs> learned. <laughs> so we learned. You know, come back to this. We learned that size doesn't matter. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> True story. <laughs> right. So we realized we can start out small. We don't have to have, you know, acres of facilities and we don't need our own train rail system to bring grains in by the metric ton. You know, we, right. can, we can start out small. And and that's because uh, looking in here and when I think distiller, I think it's it's a big place. It's, you know, it's got all these things. Well, in reality, we're sitting here and, and this place isn't small by any means, but it's not huge it's not some giant you know warehouse and yeah we're like 2500 square feet here. yeah it's it's simple and but yet the product is fantastic so thank you for finally having my back and saying size doesn't matter i wish more people would listen to this they sold cassettes out of the trunk of their car that is true you know what i mean yeah, and look true. what they became and yeah. so it, all that doesn't matter i like the explanation of what you talked about with this distilleries distillers stills Stills, God damn it. The third one, really? <laughs> I like how you, you lined out all this shit. I want to talk real quick, real quick, about the difference between... You said you said earlier, you said gin is vodka. So vodka is the base for a lot of stuff. Bourbon's not vodka. Correct. But gin is vodka. Starts as vodka. Okay. So you make vodka, then you bring it into gin. Yes. The juniper makes it gin. The... So back to federal definitions of what alcohols are, one of the definitions for gin on the federal level is that juniper has to be the dominant or the, the like the most prominent flavor to it. Okay. And then and everything else after that, you can do whatever you want. You do whatever you want. Yeah. And, then, and then I want to go into the difference, and we alluded to this earlier. I just want a clear definition on it. The difference between bourbon and whiskey. Because I was always told, always told, I've always read, <laughs> whiskey... Was anything made out of side of Kentucky? Kentucky was bourbon. It's a common misconception. It's not true. All right, let's go. Uh, well, I mean, it's just as simple as that. So bourbon is a whiskey. Right. Right, it's a type of whiskey. Uh-huh. Meets some qualifications, like we said mm-hmm. earlier. It has to right. be made from so much corn aged in a new barrel, that kind of stuff. So whiskey and bourbon is always a barrel. That's what gives us darks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I should... Mm, with. So you can have a white whiskey. So moonshine, by definition, mm. is called white whiskey. Sometimes you hear it called white dog. Uh-huh. So that's all the same stuff. 
Huh. But you age it, um, whether it's white or dark, doesn't matter. But to be bourbon, it has to be aged in a barrel. For for at least a minute, right? Which, like there's no short, there's no minimum amount of time. But it's it just has to be aged. So it when you say a minute, that. you mean literally a minute. Mm-hmm. I, what kind of wood is that? It's white American oak. It's always oak. For bourbon. For bourbon. But for any whiskey, it can be any kind of wood, really. Any kind of hardwood. Oak? Mm-hmm. Sure. Just, Doesn't matter. Yeah, there's lots of species of oak. We're not going to go into that. <laughs> That's necessary. There's already man. a flat no, line no, going across it. This, this shit is blowing me away. Yeah. Because it's so intricate. The different things you, you have to do to... The federal government's involved, right? right? So you think about alcohol, and you talked about earlier the responsibility of being, you know, a, a liqueur, a, a alcohol maker, and we mess around with the Winchester shit. But the federal government's involved in all this shit. So you dealing with this, that machine that you said you never used, that's because the federal government said you had to use it. There's different mandates you have to do. So, again, as we right. always say, Wood, the answer is what? Money. Oh, yeah. Everything the answer is always money, money, man. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. With that wood, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. JP, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, brother. All right, guys. Uh, that's what we're all saying here. And um, so this this episode, uh, we every once in a while we get to go and sit in places that's a little different. This one definitely is a first for us. Never been in no shit like this. No. I, I want to go over there and I want to lick the carpet. <laughs> I want to dunk my head in that fucking <laughs> barrel of rum he's making over there. I do. I want to dunk my head in that. that I would be. Please, I would, please don't. Yeah. yeah no, I, I will not do that. I yeah. wouldn't. I, I want to. But right. you, you, you ever get on top of a mountain? You're like, I, I wonder what it'd be like to jump off this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and the, yeah. That, I, that's I, actually I, a psychological disorder. It, <laughs> you've known me for a while, haven't you? <laughs> so, so we've never been um, in a distiller like Distillery. this before. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's a fix. It uh, all it goes hand in hand with our snaggles. Yeah, uh, because that's well, that's what we do to start it every Let, week. Let's go snaggles twice. Scoot vodka. What else are we drinking? Well, the coffee liqueur was pretty awesome, huh? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the coffee what's liqueur the of, was What's fantastic. the name of it? Perky Cowgirl Coffee per- Liqueur. Oh, Perky yes. Perky Cowgirl. How did we go this whole time and not bring that up? It's an alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we got snaggles coming from your head, down your back. On, <laughs> we'll say that. Anyhow, continue with <laughs> Yeah. So... Um, we're going to post up uh, the, the website. Um, are you on social media and all that as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook, okay. Instagram. We'll, uh, under, t- under Hammer Spring. Hammer Spring. Hammer, Hammer Spring. Not, not Springs. Springs. Right. Hammer Spring Distillery. Distillers. Damn it. Fuck. <sighs> you say it. Hammer Spring Distillers. That's the there one we are. Made. That's where they're at, guys. Uh, we'll tag them up and everything. We'll share that so that you guys can uh, go there, visit. Also, don't forget, uh, give us the address one more time. 3697 West, 1987 South. And you can come here and buy alcohol. Yes. All right? So absolutely. you can come here. You want gin? You want vodka? You want some pancake syrup? That's going to fuck you up. I'm going to uh, tell you something right syrup. now. Well, if you're into freakery shit, as a lot of us are, especially Wood, yep. you know, nope. you would whatever he does with his dick. <laughs> but if you want to pour shit on somebody and get buzzed at the same time, there you go. You see these movies where motherfuckers put cocaine on a Japanese hooker's ass and sniff yeah, don't it? Don't do that. Uh, don't, don't do that. Come no. here and get some of that pancake syrup. Put it on the titties, lick it off, go. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> yes. Delicious. So very good. 
uh, come down and, and visit Hammer Spring Distillers, guys. Um, get some of their stuff. Support local, as we've been preaching now, because yes, yes. of this quarantine and everything else. Has the quarantine fucked you up in terms of volume moving out the door with bars being closed and so forth? You know, alcohol sales have gone up a little bit, but uh, we didn't really talk about this, but we make hand sanitizer, too. So we've got uh, distillers in general uh, uh-huh. got permission from the federal government to manufacture hand sanitizer. Uh, usually there's a lot of additional steps that you have to go through to get that, and they waived a lot of those requirements. Okay. Wow. So um, we got our product approved through the that. Hammer Spring uh, hand sanitizer? Yeah, it's it's just hand sanitizer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, Hammer Spring hand I know, sanitizer. I know right. there's some other uh, companies out there. I'm not going to bring up the names, but they threw their name on the label. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, our name has to be on the label, but sure. yeah, it's just hand sanitizer. Anyway, oh. um, so we have an FDA-approved label, um, and we're approved through everybody to do that. So nice. that's, okay. been a, that's been a nice... Um, you know, if you would have told me a couple months ago that I was going to be making money manufacturing an FDA, <laughs> you know, human over-the-counter product, I'd tell you to, you know, forget it. You know, there's no way I'm not going to do that, but here I am. So, here or you can just use a damn vodka. Put a vodka in your hand. No, 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 no. no. I guess I can stop you there because that's not true. That doesn't, it doesn't work. That doesn't sterilize? <laughs> no, it's, the alcohol, it's specific. It has to be a certain percentage or proof, and the vodka is not enough to act as a sanitizer or disinfectant. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, so yeah, that's huh. a lot of people think that, but it's not true. So I wanted to catch it right there. And, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that thought that. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of times I thought he's putting it in his hands and drinking yeah. it after he's rubbed it all over. <laughs> uh, I've, I've done some things. <laughs> <laughs> so come check uh, JP out and uh, get yourself some uh, vodka or gin. It doesn't matter, guys. You're gonna love it. Either way, come down and see him. Uh, we're gonna post that up. And with that, Keith JP, I gotta tell you guys, it was a pleasure. Let's get up. Let's get drunk. Let's go. We out. This is great. Cause you know I still love to get drunk and hear country sounds But don't